ooh, an episode about cryptocurrency. And I was like, oh, no. Hello, and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. And I'm Matt. And this is a podcast where we spend each episode talking about something in life that you cannot avoid. This is a podcast where I can't avoid answering Andy's questions. Last week's episode was all about death, which means this week's episode, Matt, must be about... Second death? Come on, what are the two things in life you can't avoid, Matt? Taxes. Taxes. And taxes. Taxes and taxes. Double taxes. And really the greatest tax of all, death. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the tax on your body for moving around in the world. Matt, we're, we're in the middle of tax season, I would say. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, gotta be done soon. Yeah, and uh, you know, there are a few things in life that, uh, well, first of all, as we've established, there's a few things in life that you cannot avoid. Taxes are one of them. And, which is really, I mean, it's, what is that saying even? What is that? You could definitely avoid taxes, right? I mean, that's like a whole thing people yeah, do. Yeah, you could move. You could fake your own death. You could, I don't know. Maybe the new phrase should be the two things that are unavoidable, death and faking your own death. <laughs> is that catchier? It's pretty catchy. I mean, I, I think the deal with taxes is you can basically just not file them. Like, like the tax system works on the honor, on the honor system, right? Uh, and then if you get audited, then it's no longer the honor system. But then I feel like it's a really long path. For yeah, you. If you you're just, right. If you just stop paying your taxes, you know, this year, how long until you're in jail? There was a good Planet Money about this, about countries where people just did that math and were like, hmm, they audit so few percentage of people, like 1%, I think they'll get away with it for a really long time. And enough of, enough of the population did that where uh, it was a pretty big problem. Yeah. We could all decide to do that if you want. I don't think it's going to be a good thing, but... Well, we could, you know, Matt. They except can't get us all. We could, except I would argue we shouldn't, because Matt... Taxes are good. What? Well, I mean, just like, what did we do, jury duty last week or a couple weeks ago? Taxes are good in that way. Like, except that um, you don't feel good about them when you're done. <laughs> I don't feel Interesting. Uh, a sense of, I don't feel a sense of duty fulfilled when I'm done with taxes. I actually, I feel like this is very different. Uh, like mm-hmm. my, as, as you may recall from the jury yeah. duty episode, my, my yeah. kind of issues with the jury system you know, in spite of recognizing it as a, you know, good thing to do to, like, fulfill my civil service. Yeah, I have sure. some, like, you know, big systemic problems with the jury system and whether or not that's the best way to establish innocence or guilt. Uh, yeah. I have very few, well, it's a big thing to say. The taxes, in theory, I think are great, <laughs> like, basically unequivocally. Yeah. Uh, and it's 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 a thing where, like, my uh, my my attitude towards them has evolved a lot over my life. Where in when I was a child, I got my first like part time job where I had like a paycheck and taxes were taken out of it. I was extremely perturbed. I would say would be my <laughs> would be how I describe <laughs> my attitude. Mostly because you know I got some job. My first ever job was at a grocery store as a checkout clerk. Uh, you know, working an aisle, and I think I got paid. Mm, I want to say like six and a half dollars an hour. I mean, I got paid whatever minimum wage was at the time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and so this is already basically no money uh, that I was making, which I recognize the fact that it seemed like no money to me is, is a sign of my privilege. But regardless, I thought at the time I was not making that much money. And then to find out that, you know, 15% of my money or whatever was taken away uh, for income taxes and social security taxes and all these other kinds of things was, uh, it felt like a total injustice to me uh, when, when I was a, a kid and I got my first job. Did you have an experience like that? What was, what was your first paid job? Uh, it was at a summer camp. And actually, I can remember having two, <laughs> having two feelings about this. Because one, uh, 
I, I do remember seeing the number taken out. But then also I remember uh, my dad, it was, it was also right around when I got my first car. I remember my dad explaining car insurance and what it cost to me and then being like, so you have to pay for car insurance. And I was like, oh, no. And then I had no more money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was my summer job experience. Part of it, not half of it. Part of it went to taxes. The other part went to, went to paying for my car insurance. So. so you're saying that the fact that you had to also become aware of insurance simultaneously, like, softened the blow of taxes because it was a yeah, comparatively, small, comparatively yeah. small chunk of your, of your summer yes. earnings. yes. Were you so, like you were like uh, a camp counselor? What were you at the, at the time? Yeah, like a camp counselor. Yeah, you'd be a good camp counselor. I can picture that. I I still to this day remember one of the scariest moments of my life, which was we went on a field trip uh, to Boston, and I was in charge of like keeping a bunch of, bunch of kids from dying. Essentially, it was like, hey, watch over these ten kids and make sure they get back to the bus at the end of the day. That is a big um, task for like a seventeen year old. Which really, <laughs> which really <laughs> felt like uh, make sure people don't die because it was just like, oh, I have nine of them. Oh, what's in traffic? <laughs> they, always, <laughs> they always find a way to be in traffic somehow. Now, were these also like, uh, were these like country kids? Like, you know, people had never been to the big city before and there was that kind of comical element too? Uh, a mix, a mix. Some were certainly from the city. Some were from other countries. Some were from our little town of Deerfield where I grew up. So a big old mix of things. Uh, I think it had less to do with who was country and who was city and just like who had, who had more energy who had a Snickers bar that day and was going to run around in a circle, not paying attention to what might hit them. Now, there's a good commercial. A kid eats a Snickers bar, runs into traffic, gets hit by a car. <laughs> is, is that a Snickers commercial or a different kind of commercial? Hey, look, it's a Snickers commercial. It would have impact, okay? It, people are going to yeah. be talking about this around the water cooler. That's all I know. Hey, you could double as a car commercial. There you go. Like the car afterwards still looks yeah. good. Nice, strong bumper, strong hood, <laughs> yeah. no dent. Yeah. And uh, and maybe the kid's still happy. Maybe, like, you know, after he hits the concrete and it's like, you know, blood down his forehead, he takes a big bite of Snickers again, a second bite. Yeah, that makes him feel better. Yeah. And it gives him energy again after he almost died. That's a good idea. I like that. This is basically what advertising is now, right? You just, like, think of some, like, shocking thing that people can't forget that's going to be, like, burned into their brains forever, and then you put a logo after it? Yeah, that's basically it. Just right, scream for 20 seconds and then uh, say a thing. Actually, that, I just I've just finished a book about... The beginning of Sega and Nintendo, and one okay. of the, there's there's a story about how one of Sega's first advertisements was literally just a guy screaming Sega over and over again. Uh, so it's not a new thing, but it is a thing. There you go. Just scream Sega, I guess it works. And then kids will play Sonic. Anyway, this has been our episode on advertising. Where are we going with this? Something about taxes. Well, yeah. So, uh, so. That was definitely my feeling when taxes first became a thing. I was aware of, and you know, I think this there's. Obviously, like, you know, base reasons for this, which is, like, just greed and wanting to keep all the money that you think you've earned. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think there's other reasons that made me as a, you know, 16-year-old, 15-year-old. I couldn't drive, so I must have been 15. Uh, me as 15-year-old and uh, lots of political conservatives as grown adults uh, behave the same way when they sort of think about taxes. And some of the other reasons, I think, kind of come down to just feeling like... Uh, a, taking for granted what your taxes pay for, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. if you grew up in civilized society, the idea that the roads might not be paved and the uh, electrical grid might not work and, you know, you might not get clean water delivered to your house, uh, you know, all these things you kind of take for granted and assume that they'll be there no matter what. So you don't think that's an important thing for you to kind of, like, cover. And then I think you just kind of assume that, like, you 
know what the best thing to do with your money is and that the idea that some like bureaucratic system would be able to manage it better and do better things with it is something I think a lot of people, even like, you know, not monsters, not like hyper-conservative monsters, probably feel that way, right? They feel like government is kind of broken and you end up like your taxes go towards buying, a, you know, a new water cooler for the bureaucrats uh, that sit in some room, you know, pushing beans around all day and never getting anything done. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would suspect that most people, most reasonable people would argue that the idea of taxes is good. The problem that they have is the way their money is spent. And then, then we'll kind of spend an infinite amount of time talking about the way in which money is spent. But I don't think most people are going to disagree with the general concept of taxes, right? You don't think so? I think if you break it down, I don't think so. But that's I think the thing. Most I, feel like... I think most people's argument is really about the specifics. And sometimes their argument about the specifics is stupid. But I think most people's argument is about the specifics. Mm, I feel like... I don't agree. I think, first of all, really? I think very few people have broken it down, uh, as you put it, and, like, thought about it in, like, a, a bigger context. And I also, like, I mean, the, the the best way I can give an example of this is, like, part of the reason that when I was a kid I had this kind of feeling that taxes were bad and they were the enemy uh, was partially because, you know, I was a kid and had money taken out of my paycheck and was like, I only get paid $6 an hour to ruin mm. my back lifting watermelons over this checkout counter all day uh, for the summer. And that seems like a... a a uh, egregious thing that part of that money is taken. But it also came from, like, you know, every political cycle, what do you have? You have uh, conservatives saying that the progressives and liberals are going to raise your taxes, and you don't want to raise taxes. You can't afford that person listening to me right now. And all the sort of liberals, just, you're trying desperately and doing a horrible job, frankly, trying to justify why that's an important thing. But what resonates so much more strongly is lower taxes, tax cuts. Everyone loves tax cuts. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I think people just think that they are bad uh, and, like, like I think maybe some people think they're, like, a bad thing that's, like, necessary, uh, the same way that, like, getting a cavity filled is, is a bad thing that's necessary. But I don't think most people think that they're a good thing. Hmm. I just think of it as, like, I was upset the first time I saw a paycheck with taxes taken out. I was upset the first time I got pulled over for speeding, and I can remember talking for a long time about how there shouldn't be speeding limits. Uh, <laughs> did you do that yeah for sure for sure uh <laughs> so i don't know i think it's just the natural cycle of things you get burned by something and then later in life you're like yeah maybe that's actually a good thing uh i mean i never got arrested for drugs but i'm sure if i got arrested for drugs i'd still think it's a dumb idea but other stuff you know seems reasonable well yeah i mean i think that what you could be describing is just the uh, the sort of trend that as people get older, they tend to get more conservative, right? Like people lose their liberal and progressive edge generally as they get older, even if it's just by a little bit. We just uh, not to say there aren't. I don't know about my speeding limit thing. I don't know if my speeding limit thing falls in that category. I think it's just uh, witnessing the world and being like, ah, we need some limitation. I would say I got more liberal, not more conservative on that one. What's the conservative stance on speed limits? Wouldn't it be like a libertarian who doesn't believe in speed limits? I guess if you put libertarian on the conservative spectrum, which lines up on some some aspects of like some some vectors of political ideology, like if you look at government spending, for example, a libertarian is kind of the logical conclusion of mm -hmm. the like current conservative political rhetoric. Uh, but I don't think that's true of all other things. Like I think that's generally true. conservatives, like for example, like want there to be rules and them to be followed <laughs> and like you know they they believe that the government has a role in your marriage and your like human body and your like you know medical health and things that i presume 
a like actual theological liberal or not theological, uh, an actual like you know conceptual liberal, a uh, pure liberal would would not agree with. That's um, true. I'm not sure where you plot it. They think you should be able to speed and shoot anyone you want, but don't do a drug. That would be bad. Yeah. I, I, more, he, here's what it actually comes quadrants. down to. I, 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 I bet the GOP thinks that uh, speeding is bad and you should probably get pulled over, but black people should get pulled over like way more often than white people for speeding. That's yeah, probably that's, more or less where the GOP be, lands on that. That'll be the next candidate's platform. But yeah, so one of the reasons that I don't think people like taxes is obviously for the money thing we talked about, but like I also think that it's because the idea of taxes, even at like as micro a level as like a city level, uh, and you know most of us, I, I think very few people pay city taxes unless you own property in the city, right? Like there's very few cities that have like an income tax. Uh, you, you pay sales tax, which is different than other taxes because it's just part of your normal purchases. Um, but you know unless you pay like property taxes uh, in in a city, uh, you're probably only paying state and federal in- income tax every year. Um, so even on a micro level like a city and then even more so on like levels of like state and like federal, I think people, A, like can't even see what the money is going to enough to complain about it, right? Like mm-hmm. you get people that complain like, well, I think NASA's dumb that they blast all this money into outer space and then you do the math and it's like, yeah, that was 0.002% of your taxes at the end of the day, went to NASA. Uh, most of it goes to, like, the Department of Defense and, mm-hmm. you know, other horrible stuff, which is stuff I disagree with, right? Like, I think that I think all the money spent on the Department of Defense is a problem. It's something that we should be addressing. I think that is an actual net bad. Uh, but I'm still going to argue that the idea of taxes is a net good and an objective good thing, even though I don't agree with how the majority of my money is currently being spent uh, at the government. The other problem is, and this comes up, I've seen this a couple times now over the years, and I tried to find an example to cite here. Uh, I couldn't find a specific one, though, when like looking for it that seemed reputable. But mm-hmm. uh, every once in a while, like someone will post something on Facebook, usually one of my like more conservative family members, where it's like uh, you know a small town in the Midwest that decided they were all going to you know, pull their pool their resources and make sure that they, you know, had a college fund for every kid in that small town that wanted to go to college. Uh, and these like people from a conservative town somewhere are talking about how great it is. They've come together as a community to do this thing. And I'm like, cool. Oh, like taxes. Cool. You just like essentially reinvented taxes and, you know, decided that free education should be a thing for everybody that lives in your town, which at first seems like hypocrisy, right? Like the people that, you know, wouldn't support, for example, like a Bernie Sanders or something, uh, would do this thing in their small town and talk about how great it is. But then you realize it's not hypocrisy. What it really is is just like xenophobia and racism because they want the kids from their town that they know that they you know have some cultural uh, shared ground with to have this advantage in life. Uh, and what they don't like, 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 what is the thing that uh, whenever you talk about social programs, the thing that conservatives talk about all the time is like all these people that are taking advantage of the food stamp system and these, you know, welfare moms that are just popping out kids so they can collect welfare checks. Like there's this crazy idea that there's other people out there that are not like us, the good white people that are like taking advantage of these, of this system and like living, living high and mighty on it. Uh, and so I think that what you're looking at when you get a small town like that, that's basically reinvents taxes just for themselves and mm-hmm. then talks about how great it is that they came together as a community and that's the American dream, bup, 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 bup. Uh, they're just basically saying we would like our affluence to only benefit the people in our community, in our like, you know, little bubble, um, which is, I think 
in 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 a way, it kind of comes back around, like snake eating its tail, and becomes a perfect example of the American dream because that's exactly what America is, basically. Uh, but that, that's the kind of thing that really like uh, it just gets me going. Well, yeah, so, man. sure. I also would suspect you've you figured out what they're doing. I would suspect maybe some of these people on Facebook have not figured out how how deep they've gone, and they think they just invented a cool new thing. Well, yeah, like, that, that's uh, my point. Like that, that's why I yeah. think a lot of people don't think taxes are good. I think people think of taxes and they're like. Money gets taken from me against my will that I never see the benefit of because I don't think about what the benefits of it could possibly be. Uh, or money gets taken from me and then some political pundit tells me that, you know, so-and-so, uh, that Barack Obama took a, you know, $200,000 vacation with the Secret Service and that's what I'm paying for. Uh, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff is what people get mad about. Uh, I but, just feel like this, at least this is one of those arguments where maybe, maybe at first glance somebody will say, no, I think taxes are bad no matter what. But I feel like you could walk most people backwards and be like, okay, the idea of it I like. I just don't like the way it's implemented. As opposed to maybe a more controversial thing like a, you know, I don't know, gun rights or something where just you'll get no one backing down no matter what. I think you could talk most people into a reasonable space of like, okay, well, I like the idea of roads, but I don't want to spend it on your abortion or whatever they think is happening, right? I, I can't tell if I think you're being optimistic or pessimistic. Because in some ways, I want to agree with you, I think right? that's optimistic. Like, I think that is optimistic. I don't think that's pessimistic. I think it's just not... I really well, think it's just not thinking through things to their conclusion, which I think is a lot of the political system. And then... Uh, and also backing your own... What your perceived team. Well, it, team se- it seems combined. optimistic about taxes, but it seems pessimistic about, for example, like gun control. Like, in some ways, you could argue that it's so much more black and white that everybody having guns is bad for people because look at all these gun deaths. Uh, in some ways, that's like so much more clear than trying to like explain the idea of like shared resources paying for like common good things that everyone can use and uh, you know take advantage. But I think the of. shared resources thing is less of a sports team, and I think guns is more of a sports team. Like I'm not, you're, you're not, I'm not going to talk you out of your favorite sports team. You know what I mean? I think it's a little bit more like that. Sure, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess really what it comes down to is like even uh, political characters that want to argue for I, here's what i'll say with, with with like no regard to label i feel like oftentimes the people that are in politics that are arguing for lower taxes or trying to talk about how giving a tax cut is a good thing and they're going to strive to do it are also the same people that are like deep in the support our troops kind of world mm-hmm. uh and again department of defense i believe i mean i used to every year look at the uh there's a big big infographic a big poster that some company points out. I think it's a private company that makes it that just basically like takes every dollar that is spent on taxes and then like describes how they're all how it's all spent throughout the entire mm-hmm. government. And unless it's unless something's changed in the past, you know, ten years since I stopped looking at that every year. Uh I started in high school doing it when I took like a my first political uh US politics class or whatever. I still think the Department of Defense is, is the vast majority of the spending. Uh, so oh, it's interesting. Yeah. No, that, I don't like, know if I don't know if it's the specific company, but I've seen this. Gra- I've seen a version of this graph recently, and it's only gone up. And spending on housing has gone down. Spending on healthcare has gone down. It's more. Uh, it's just more of that. Yeah, and you know, Matt, this is one of those things where, like, I start thinking about this, and I get deep in it, and I don't even like understand what the motivations are anymore. <laughs> like, like, uh, what? Why? What is in it for these people to like? 
sink more money into defense? Like, is it is it genuinely just fear? Do they really think when you say these people, do you mean the politicians or the people voting for the politicians or everybody? Let's let's say both. I mean, the politicians are easier to point to because they they are pulling the strings. They appear to be thinking about it more deeply. I think you could basically write off the voter as just uh, not informed because they're manipulated by the media too easily. And I don't say that with any. Uh, derision because I myself am also manipulated by the media I consume like we all are uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how much any of us actually like really well I don't wanna get too deep in that weird existential question of what do we actually know but I think it's easier to talk about the politicians because they presumably are like sitting down and making some kind of decision of like I'm gonna say we need to spend more money on defense uh, and I is it fear? Is that really what it comes down to? Like these people are genuinely afraid that if we don't have, by an order of magnitude, the biggest, most powerful military and the most blowy uppy bombs and the the most explosive bullets and the you know the biggest nuclear sub program, like if we don't have these things, that will just like be overrun. Is that what it comes down to? You think? I don't. I really. I honestly. I'm going to go back to my sports team thing. I think it's more what your team says is good. Like this is what my team's into, and so I'm just going to root for them no matter what. It kind of doesn't yeah, matter but, what but if said. you go up the chain, someone at the top is the team, right? Like, who's making the decision for the team, and what's their motivation? I think their motivation is that, hey, fear keeps working. We can just keep doing it over and over and over again, and it really works well. People get really scared. This is great. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you can use that basically to gain political power and then, ex- you know— execute your vision and your sort of you and your sort of political philosophy across all kinds of uh different you know spectrums uh as long as you just keep getting votes by yeah, you saying can start with be afraid of isis and then you can end with be afraid of everybody you're like yeah. oh this is great we're afraid of everybody people keep voting for me we'll just put more money in we'll put more money in defense and talk about guns and they can have guns to defend actually the thing that is ironic is that i feel like oftentimes people who would be super into defense spending are also the people who are like Ban the when the government comes for your guns. You're like, hmm, you spent a lot of money into them getting guns, very advanced guns. What about when they come for your guns? <laughs> that is true. I mean, the, the <laughs> origins of the Second Amendment are like literally so the people can hold the power to overthrow the physical yeah, government never, if they have to. Yeah, it's never about when the other foreign governments come in and, and take your guns. It's always about our own government. So we spend money on our own government. Oh, God, getting I would great love defenses, to see... and then also you getting great defenses against your own government. Pick I would love to see Ted Cruz on the floor of the Senate be like, look. We spent a lot of money on this ballistic intercontinental ballistic missile program. If the people are going to have any hope of overthrowing us, we have to give them assault rifles. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> Think like, about it. If we're going to have gotta, any sort of militia, look, we really got to give them. Maybe we should arm the people with nukes. I mean, it's only fair, right? It's like training a puppy. You just got to be consistent. And if we're spending money over here, we got to give it to the people, too. Everyone's got to have big guns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, so the reason I, we, again, we keep getting all these little loops, which is fine. That's, that's part of what the show is. It's hard not um, to get in a loop because taxes is always about something. You don't spend taxes yeah. on nothing. Because if yeah. you did, it's really easy to agree on, I think. Yeah, and uh, and to come back to your point where you said you think it's easier to explain to people why taxes are good than it is to talk somebody, talk somebody out of their sort of case of hunting rifles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are more people than you expect that genuinely believe so thoroughly in like the open market and capitalism that they think that if we were to basically like dismantle social services that naturally capitalism would provide like i I think that's a pretty widespread if not well thought out like a pretty widespread like general attitude people have uh in this country because it's kind of like the founding principle right And, and and one example i can give is uh you know we're in some ways currently uh in our current like generation in the middle of like kind of a new age of space exploration, right? Like, uh, you know, 
SpaceX and uh, these other kind of other billionaires that are running their own space companies like mm -hmm. Bezos and whatever that are all in the shadow of SpaceX, uh, you know, are pioneering new technologies to like explore space, uh, which is a thing that, you know, was a huge like national uh like effort that we kind of undertook as an entire country and like agreed was worth spending lots and lots of tax money on, uh, you know, back in the sixties, basically. Uh, and, that, and, you know, you can, we could talk at length about how that was just a, you know, just basically a little like mini battleground of the cold war. And the only reason people wanted to go to space is so we could prove we could beat the Russians in combat. And it was all, you know, in some kind of way or another defense spending. Um, mm -hmm. but either way, I think that like, the like kind of downfall of NASA and the downfall of like spending tax money on space exploration uh, and, you know, scientific pursuits and the sort of decreasing dwindling spending there. And the fact that the private market has kind of uh, risen up and kind of filled that gap is what I think a lot of people think would happen to most of the things the government provides if we stopped doing them. And they think that the government is just entrenched and doing them badly and inefficiently. And what we need is some good, you know, capitalistic efficiency to come through and kind of, you know, shake things up. Is that not an attitude you come across either yeah, directly sure. or like kind of like subtly Probably more pretty indirectly, often? like you just assume that might be in the background. But yes, I've definitely come across that. Yeah. And these are the <laughs> basically uh, I feel like I like I feel like I think taxes are good for the same reasons that I think art is good. And it's basically that they're both kind of like directly uh opposed to capitalism like that's what taxes are in some you, you could slice it that way and say what taxes are is us agreeing that capitalism can't provide these things it can't be trusted to provide these things therefore we must have some other system in place that guarantees the fresh water and the paved roads and the bridges and you know the you know social net to catch people uh the welfare system medicare medicaid all this kind of stuff uh mm -hmm. social security um, these are things that we have agreed that we can't rely on the market to provide for us, uh, which that is the thing that I like about it, right? <laughs> the thing I like about it is that uh, we, on some level, as a society, have agreed that like we can't get everything from the capital system, and we have to sort of rely on ourselves for some things. And obviously, I wish those things were expanded, because I think there's still too many things we're relying on the capital system for. And this is, again, where I just get caught up in this hypocrisy. Like, I feel like, again, the people that want to cut taxes and rely on the capital system more, want to dump money into defense spending, why not let the private companies figure that out? Hey, sorry, we have no more army. So uh, Amazon, if you want to defend your headquarters from the you know, <laughs> Chinese horde that's you know, going to be coming across the Pacific, then you better like, build up a private military. Like, let's, see how the, let's see how the private industry does it, sort of protecting that thing. Uh, it is funny that there is, like that always does seem to be the line. Even when uh, in my younger years of being super into libertarianism and thinking that was the way, it seems like even libertarians are always like, well, we're not anarchists. I mean, we have defense spending. Like, I feel like that's always the line because uh, people have agreed like, well, we need a military. So it's almost, it's, it's like, that's, I don't know why that's the point. Maybe it's just like, well, we can deal with the idea of no fresh water and, and dying because of no healthcare, but we can't die of for a military strike that is too much i guess in some ways it kind of makes sense because isn't the very bottom tier of maslow's hierarchy of needs physical safety isn't that like the first thing you need before you can even care about whether you're like hungry or whatever are you searching uh, for it right now yeah i'm searching for it right now because i don't know off the top of my head physiological needs air water food shelter sleep clothing reproduction so no not safety needs but it's the second one 
Yeah, so safety's right above physiological needs. That's yeah, a very interesting thing because I feel like those physiological needs. You think people would be needs, into the water part, you know? The water well, yeah, I feel and like the those air. physiological needs are all of the things that uh, tax money is supposedly supposed to be spent on that is not defense spending, and yet yeah. it does not get the uh, does not get the prominence it deserves. HUD gets cut, not not more spending. So anyway, as uh, you know, like I said, as I got an older, I'm more and more amenable to. Uh, to taxes, and which is yeah. not to say that I think there's not flaws in the system, because obviously I think there are. I don't want my money being spent on defense as it is, clearly. I also think that currently our tax system is like not efficiently organized, which is to say that I think it's just a lot of money that is spent to decide and collect uh, on how much money people owe, and that it, like a flat tax or something would be so much simpler and would just, you know, save so much money that, you know, whatever sort of bureaucracy was lost would actually be an improvement so there's a lot of things i would want to improve about the actual tax system and i'm not like an expert on it so i can't talk at length about that but Mm -hmm. it's just the idea that uh i think is so important which is just that we've agreed that some things are more important than you know it it, it really it's kind of like the it's the codification of what we consider to be like a like a human right right we we can talk we can talk all day about what we theoretically consider a human right but like look at the things that you're actually provided by society you know, because of the shared resources that we've collected on behalf of society. And that's what, like, that is what a community or a civilization or a country or a government is actually saying as a human right with their actions, uh, which, I don't know, if you look at the things that we fall short on in America, uh, like, you know, education and homelessness and uh, healthcare and all that kinds of stuff, uh, it says a lot about what we actually think of ourselves and what we actually value but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm always coming to the defense of taxes, especially during tax season. I find that my uh, my friends and peers are always grumbling about having to pay taxes, and you know, being proud that they managed to evade some tax because <laughs> they got paid in cash at this job, and they're all excited that they don't have to give any money. And I'm just like, gotta defend, gotta defend taxes because <laughs> I think it's a pretty great thing. I think that's fair. I think it's. I still still think we should all be able to grumble when we see the amount of money that we're paying in taxes. It's never going to feel good, but I think you can come to the defense of them. I will say I don't think. Uh, don't begrudge your friends who find who find ways to pay less tax that are legal. That seems fine. Just uh, but give them shit if they're if they're uh, evading taxes. I guess. Uh, I reserve the right to give them shit if they're doing it legally. Or I mean, that's what Donald Trump did, right? Like he evaded taxes all quote unquote legally. Like you know. It's it's a big complicated system, and you pay somebody to find all the loopholes in it. You can move all your money to, you know, oversee offshore bank accounts, and you know, mm-hmm. cycle it through layers and layers and layers of private organizations that all have their sort of layers of expenses and different tax breaks. Like, I, I guess I, that's fair. I was thinking more of my friends who don't really have those loopholes and are just smart about it. Like, you know, dealing with office expenses, charging your mileage. Be smart about it. You know. But yes, I do agree that when Donald Trump does it and doesn't pay any taxes, it seems a bit absurd. But I feel like that's I feel like that's mostly we should try to fix the system. Like if you leave those loopholes, people are going to do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I uh I can be mad at Donald Trump just because he's a monster, but I don't uh, I don't actually begrudge him that in the sense that like understanding that the tax system exists and that extremely wealthy people exist, the natural expectation of the conclusion of that system is that they will obviously take advantage of it. So like it's not like uh, it's not like he's any different than you know a uh, a more generous rich person. Uh, mm. At least I don't know. He, he probably he might be actually. He might be doing even more shady stuff. I don't know. 
I'm going to take a wild guess and say whatever he's doing, not totally legal, if I had to guess, but. Yeah. Like, I, I guess when I think of like a, when I think of like a Bill Gates, I assume Bill Gates is, uh, and Bill and Melinda Gates are probably paying significantly more in taxes than they could be if they wanted to like take advantage of all of the sort of loopholes they could. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah. Maybe what we should do is we should just make stickers like after you vote that just says, I paid my taxes. So you can at least feel good about it at the end or take a picture for Instagram. You know, I, I do feel kind of good about it. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, like, and it's, I feel good about it being done. Well, yeah, and it's not like, uh, I mean, everybody's situation is different, but I think for a lot of people, you pay your taxes out of your paycheck every two weeks or every month or whatever, and then come tax season, you kind of like, you know, balance the whole balance the whole year, and you might get a little refund, or you might have to pay a little more. Uh, so I feel like the actual paying of taxes, part of the reason you can't feel good about it is that it's just happening constantly, and it just becomes mm-hmm. part of the background noise of, of your life. But uh, I, I do wonder about things like that. Like, could you just change the experience of paying taxes in such a way that people would feel better about it uh, on some like weird reptile brain emotional level oh there's so many economists with ideas about this listen to listen to a couple planet monies and there's a billion economists who've tried some version of this but you know i'm sure they have i was more some it's more about monies. everybody saying no Everyone i just, I just no hate when they explain the things on planet money as if i'm a dumb person that doesn't understand anything and they're like money is currency exchanged for goods and services and John at this hot dog stand has a new idea about what to do with money. And it's like, they just explain everything so much. Explain, explain, explain. You know what a joke I think is still funny and isn't at all old? Uh, People who don't understand Bitcoin asking what Bitcoin is. That's a funny joke, right? That's actually one of the... Hey, Andy, what's Bitcoin? Am I right? Well, that's actually one of the uh, one of the more recent episodes of Planet Money I was subjected to. I was riding in the car with somebody, and they were like, "Ooh, an episode about cryptocurrency," and I was like, "Oh no!" And then, <laughs> and then sure enough, all the questions of like Bitcoin, it's the magical new digital currency that's taking over the headlines. But what is a Bitcoin? Can I hold it in my hands? And I'm like, Christ!" But this is just this is just a reminder that if you ever listen to the if you ever listen to a story about a thing that you're familiar with. It's made for people who are not. You just think everything is stupid. That's that's just the way it goes. Well, but I'm not that familiar with anyway. Maybe I, I, what it comes. This is a whole different conversation. But the reason I can't listen to shows like that is because they're like their purview is to appeal to like more or less as many people as as like reasonable. Like mm-hmm. the, basically, like the shows that are successful in an economy like that are the ones that get the most listeners and therefore can you know can generate the most pledges during pledge drive season. Uh, and so, like, there's they're motivated to like catch somebody who's like flipping around on the dial that has no background in what they're talking about to like bring them in. And they're always trying to walk this line between appealing to like everybody, the broadest possible audience, while still being having some journalistic integrity and like exploring things in some depth, which is a hard line to walk. Like, I, I respect it. I have an idea, Andy. What? What if we just put more of our taxes towards an NPR so they don't have to do all those pledge drives? I would love for taxes to be spent on, on like, you know, communication and, 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 uh, and, and some form of entertainment, right? Like, for us to say as a like, society, we value this kind of thing, whether it's, like, documentary films or, you know, I mean, all the stuff that ends up on PBS or NPR, uh, you know, to say that you value these things and we're going to, like invest in them or just invest in the arts right like just some i don't know yes I, that would be great but anyway that's why i can't listen to those things because i just i hate that i hate the really it comes down to like it's it's another reason i hate capitalism like that that shouldn't be i the best the capital system does not produce the greatest art and like in some ways any every episode of planet money is a piece of art and they're 
like having to twist the show to fit the sort of system of capital where they're only rewarded if they get a bunch of listeners. And yeah, I, so I, like, I, I feel like I listen to a show like that and I hear them trying to make that appeal and trying to walk that line and using all their skills in journalism to like not lose people when they explain something complicated uh, instead of like, you know, focusing on making the best thing they can. And I just feel like, uh, I feel like everything's bad again. Think about this. Maybe we're producing the finest form of art because I don't know who's listening. I haven't checked the numbers in a really long time. We're not making any money. Is this the finest art there is, Andy? Are we I mean, just that, pure art over Matt, here. Matt, this is one of the reasons I like doing this is because we are just uh, we are unmoored. We have no we have no allegiances. Uh, we can do whatever we want, and I think that is the space where interesting stuff happens. For all I care, we could be putting this MP3 on a flash drive and throwing it in a closet for years. Maybe that's, that is what I'm doing. That's not do what you're doing. Now? Do you know? Do you know what I'm doing with this? Uh, I don't know actually. I don't, I don't yeah. know what happens when these files go into the uh, the tubes. Mm-hmm. They're we'll in sh- the computer, as I understand it. I just shoot them into space, and we'll see what happens inside the computer. One day, an alien will discover this and be like, "Humans were dumb." Anyway, every time you pay your taxes, think about all of the poor people that can't have their social needs met, even given the, the sort of seemingly ample taxes you're paying, and then go read about the taxes that people pay in like Sweden, uh, and then think about how you complain about it because taxes are great. And we need more of them, and they'd be better managed. And think about all the people with their high-powered rifles that still can't fend off the government. Those poor people. <laughs> They're the real victims. That's always, I always worry about them the most. Your bump stock is not going to protect you from nuclear fallout. Nope. Maybe zombies. Dude, you don't have to worry about fallout. You're just going to be obliterated by that initial burst, that shockwave. That's true. Anyway. That was cheery ending. Yep. Bye, everybody. <laughs> obliterated by the shockwave. <laughs>